Welcome back, everybody, to The Talk Shop, Season 6, Episode 6, actually, not 7, 6, because the last one was Episode 5. You see how that works? What's <laughs> going to be the next There's one? a certain logic to numbers, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't think I've cracked, I didn't finish college, I haven't cracked it yet. <laughs> I'm Tom, joined today by Corey. And ellipses and gonna edge the shit out of this intro. Say, say, who could it be? Say, we know S A is the first syllable. Sandra, no, Sam. Samantha. Oh, it's Sam. Oh, okay. Sam. It's, okay. Okay. it's just cool. me, guys. Uh, you well, got it's me. Just, it's, it's the just, same old. It's just me. <laughs> what a goof. What a goof to, to start the podcast. What a fun What a fun little thing. All right, let's talk about video games. <laughs> <laughs> we just had, like, I guess the closest thing we've ever had to, like, a meeting about the state of the podcast, and we just, uh, so where we're coming from right now is we've gotten more feedback that we're talking about video games too much. Uh, which we asked for feedback, so true. Cool. Thanks for that. Thank you. Uh, what do you want us to talk about? But, but the subtext was, "Don't give me feedback that I don't want to hear." Uh, exactly. <laughs> You're supposed to just know that. I should not. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's just <laughs> there should be a yes oh, and. There should be a yes and rule, like yeah, yeah, improv you know, rules. Yeah, uh-huh. like don't, yeah. don't, don't give talk about something. video games, but talk about this. Because I mean, I mean, I guess I'm fine just getting on here and just rambling for hours uh, uh you guys didn't like it when we when i when i got political and ranted about trump uh you don't like video games so i think you all just live for the spaces what between. the hell do you want i from think us? i think y'all live for the spaces between segments where we're just riffing like where we just say a thing i think that's what y'all like and i'm all about that but just know that that is very hard to consistently keep entertaining because a bit can go either way true um <laughs> you know what actually last podcast we did the npr bit I think we could have squeezed some more juice out of that one. I think that I, I didn't listen to it, but I'm willing to disagree with you and say that it was probably literally perfect. I don't believe <laughs> I did listen to it. This is the first time I've thought about it since it well, happened. I'll take the, I'll take the <laughs> only third remaining position and say that we did it too much. That being said, right. I'm hot. I'm steamed. I'm ready to talk about something that's not video games. Yeah, all, all right. right. Go right ahead. There we go. I'm ready. Right. What the fuck, um, COVID? <laughs> COVID's back. True. COVID is back. It's your fault. Everyone out there, you should feel bad. I'm pissed. I'm mad at you. If you are not vaccinated and you're not wearing a mask, guess what? You screwed the pooch. I'm angry. I don't care if we cut our, our 12 listeners in half to six. If you're listening to this and you haven't taken any of the reasonable steps a human being should take, you should feel bad. And I'm angry at you personally. <laughs> well, I mean, just... Just get the poke, man. It's it's really not. Like I went into it thinking, oh, I'm going to be like wiped for two days. After the second shot, I had maybe two hours of being mildly uncomfortable. I had like a little feverish, and then I took a nap, and then I woke up, and it was back to normal. If you don't so have any symptoms the from the poke, injection, man. it's a free vacation from work because if you get vaccinated, I promise if you call you your boss just lie. Yeah. and you say, oh, I'm not feeling good, I got the vaccine, there's nothing they can do. True. It's like a free two days off. 
I know because <laughs> everyone that works for me that's got vaccinated has gotten days off, and there's not shit that I can do about it. Dude, I I that that reminds me. I still get like <laughs> I get like uh, subtly ribbed by one of my coworkers who thinks that I was playing up how much the vaccine fucked me up. It was like when I got mine, it was like as sick as I've ever been. It fucked me up. Uh, my, I won't I was lie, like but... I was like super like super sick for like three straight days and uh i got i had like a cold or i had maybe it was even allergies i don't know um i had something minor a couple of weeks ago and i took uh like one day off work i like called in mm-hmm. uh and he's ribbing me like oh like the vaccine <laughs> like he didn't believe me <laughs> i will say this <laughs> i um i actually my first injection i got wiped out for the night um, did you have moderna mm-hmm. no i got the pfizer and uh interesting i i literally like it was it was an adventure just to get off the couch and go pee like i was i was wiped um but you see i'm a man so i got up and i went to work the next day um because like you know i have testosterone running through my veins Uh, some (laughs) some people are just weak there are the workers are too sick massive air quotes for three days true but all that being said like if if because the like here's and here's what I'm even angrier about. Actually, uh, this is going to be the COVID episode of the talk shop. So if you're not down for this, if I've already well, made you COVID feel bad, well, COVID Mark Two, I guess. Yeah, the okay. sequel, COVID Two Electric Boogaloo, Boogachu, Achu. I'm trying to make a joke about sneezing. It's not working. This is why we Sonichu. don't. This is why we don't do riffing episodes. <laughs> um, make up your own punchline to that one. I'm pissed because uh-huh. I got it. I got the pokey. Back when they assumed that everybody was going to want it, I was like one of the first people to get because I worked for the government at the time, and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take care of you. Get on in here and get the shot. We, we you're the first ones. You're like the people mm-hmm. on the off the boat to Normandy. Front lines. Yeah. And I, I got like, mine in like say, February, and it was like supposed to be like a privilege. Like I had to like say thank you, Daddy, while they uh-huh. poked me with the needle. Like I had to be thankful for it because they're oh. like, "Oh, you're you're getting this opportunity." Um. And now I've got the governor like calling me himself. He's like, hey, I'll give you, you know, free tickets to whatever you want. I'll give you the keys to the city. I'll give you my Netflix password. All you have to do is come and just be in the same room. Like, hey, we don't even have to talk about giving you the shot yet. Just come and be in the same room as the injection and we'll talk from there and we'll give you all these prizes. And I'm like, nah, dog, I'm cool, dude. I I got it like right away because I'm like a reasonable human being. And then they just hang up on you. And it's like, I'd still like some, some treats. I feel like yeah, I'm still entitled. Yes. I would still so, like some treaty treats. Thank you very much. This segues perfectly into one of the topics I put in our, our topic chat. Is the vaccine bounty hunting now. Yeah, at this yeah, point, yeah. At this point, it's not just offering you incentive. Like, I got a text yesterday from the Minnesota State Medical Office, or whatever the hell it was. And it was saying... If you refer a friend to get a vaccine, we'll give you a hundred dollars. So now all of a sudden I'm responsible for these fucking yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do your own <laughs> recruiting. You need me to fucking hit the hit the pavement. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, why in the hell would I ever do that? Like You know what? Then- I'm gonna say it. Everybody who can't get it for one reason or another, cut them a fat check. Everyone else gets like Mad Max. Good luck out in the fucking the gauntlet of the world. Yeah, if you're retarded and you don't yeah. want to get a poke that takes literally not like doing no time out of your day. Sick of the masks, sick of the lockdown. We should all 
They should like mandate that everybody gets in like giant convention centers and just pack everyone together. <laughs> just round them up. Barbed wire just fences. Round people up, make them, you know, do, it doesn't have to be like a concentrate. Just like, put like a movie on or something. Give them something to do. <laughs> That that was the worst part. Yeah. Want to watch that the was the worst squad, part, everybody. The and then they just funnel them into a theater, and then people just secretly just jab you with needles the entire no, no, time. No, not, no, 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 no. This is not to make people get the vaccine. This is to oh. everybody who is vet. Nothing will happen. But if you're not, okay. you're, you're gonna get sick, and you'll either die or be fine. And then at I, the end, like a month after doing this, everybody will be fine. I love that <laughs> in Corey's world, the one problem with Auschwitz was that they didn't play movies. No, 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 no. I say it's like, don't. It's not the Holocaust. It's not a concentration camp. We'll have a movie. <laughs> that Come on. was they. They had tennis courts. True. Besides that, it was summer camp. It That's was what Aquinas really said. The lack of media. <laughs> the lack of, of interactive media was what made Auschwitz and, and the Holocaust so bad. Listen, we need a giant COVID pox party. Okay. Just round everybody right. up. Pack That's them all what together. Florida did. You either die or you're fine. And then in a month, herd immunity is here. <laughs> we're fine you know <laughs> you know okay so you know team fortress 2 yep the medic class yes the main weapon oh you have yeah is the syringe gun uh-huh. right yeah they should just dole those out to every city official <laughs> like and i mean everyone like cops firefighters the governor the meter mayors, maids like whatever bullshit like uh street sweeper comp trollers <laughs> And I just, you just know, equip been, them, roll them out, and then just light people up. Light them up. You know what's been so disappointing too <laughs> is that I happen to be a, a healthcare professional. Um, is learning that I'm in the minority of yeah. pro medicine healthcare professionals. Dude, the nurse. What the nurse, hell? <laughs> the nurse. I I swear to God, I I don't know. I haven't seen the stats on this, but I would bet money on it right now. I would bet you that like among all the professions. The the like essential oil, holistic, uh, like really weird alternative medicine, like that kind of ethos is like disproportionately represented among nurses. It has to be. And I don't understand it. I have seen people dying from the disease. I don't know why in the world you would look at that and be like, eh. Eh, it's no big deal. Eh. It's just it's just the sniffles. Rub my, a crystal on your nose. My theory was is that all all these wacky nurses were like the ones that had nothing to do, like that were laid off or like work from home or had kids and, and got out of the profession. Um, I mean, it's it's got to be a minority of nurses who have firsthand experience seeing COVID. You know, like how many people work in ICUs and ERs versus like all of the other places you could possibly. But I mean, work, everywhere right? in the. I mean, and I guess like my theory is is that because a lot of nurses actually got laid off. Um, when COVID got really bad because we saw a really weird decrease in things like cardiac episodes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these diseases, these disease processes and these surgeries and things like that. I don't know if people were just not reporting them or if they were afraid to come in and get them treated or what. But a lot of people did get laid off during uh, the first round of COVID. Um, I was in charge of a clinic that closed during it. So, I mean, I get that. Um, but I don't know how you could be so unaware of how it, it is a big deal. And I mean, just to be very real and put on my actual health care glasses for just a second, this new Delta variant, it, I, I have not seen this personally myself, but the data is coming back that as opposed to the first round of COVID, which seemed to be very dangerous for the older people with, um, with, uh, comorbidities and, and, and things, uh, previous conditions that, that were exacerbated by it. 
This new Delta variant is one way more contagious. Uh, if you're in the same room as this Delta variant, you're going to get it. And we're seeing that in, in and I can, I can prove that uh, anecdotally in that with the first round of COVID, when people would come in, you would see a mom test positive and the rest of the family be negative. And you'd be like, oh, weird. It's attacking some people, but not others. I don't know. The immune system beat it in the other hand, case or whatever. Uh, in this, <laughs> this new variation that we are seeing, whether it's the, you know, I can't test specifically for the Delta variant. I think that's just become like the blanket term for whatever new uh, variant is out right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So, we, you know, we just collectively call it the Delta variant. Uh, if one person in a family has it, everybody has it. <laughs> um, like if, you, if you've been in the same room as it, you have it. Um, sure. Now, the good news is, is that personally, well, this, that's actually not true. Uh, apparently, this is still pretty bad. Apparently, if it can get you pretty sick. I have not personally seen that yet. I, I've seen more people going to the ER. Like, we've had to ambulance away more people than we did last time already. Um, but the data coming back is saying that it actually does affect the young now. So now it used to be like, you know, the young and carefree 30 under crowd was like, ah, oh, it's not going to get me. He <laughs> Fuck grandma. And now apparently the rules have changed and now it's like there are very healthy young people uh, crashing and dying from it. Again, I have not seen that personally, but I do review the data that's coming out um, through the channels that I have through work and things like that. And that apparently is what's going on. Um, So all that to circle back around and say that I'm going to make fun of COVID a lot probably in the next little bit here and people that won't get it. But for real, just go and get vaccinated. And, And the whole, well, if you're vaccinated, why are you afraid? Blah, 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 blah. Like. There are vaccinated people still getting sick. There are breakthrough infections, but they are way less symptomatic. Um, they are still rarer. A majority of the people testing positive are unvaccinated. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the reason we have breakthrough infections and things like that is because of the massive viral loads coming from unvaccinated people carrying it with them. So I'm sorry, as much as you want to say it's not your fault, unvaccinated people, it is your fault. <laughs> like That is how it's happening. And yes, you might not die. A person next to you might not die. But guess what? Somebody's going to to pick up that tab. And I just, I don't understand where the empathy in our society went that I can say that and people are like, eh, eh, I don't want to go get a shot. So Sam has given a very impassioned speech about the necessity for vaccination. I'm going to put it to you, the, the listeners, is a slightly different way. Today, you can get $100 just for getting poked in the arm. You understand? Use promo code Tom. (laughs) The government (laughs) will give you money. Hashtag ad. And if, I mean, I would be very grateful if you said that that, uh, I sent you because that would mean I get money too. But even if you just say, oh, fuck Tom, you can go to a vaccination site and you can get $100 for free for doing a vaccination. And let me tell you, I've gotten a vaccination. I'm no more autistic than I was before having the vaccination, <laughs> at least to my knowledge. That's my well, you, you can increase only, by 3.4%. You can only get so autistic. I think you were maxed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I hit the cap a long time ago. <laughs> Let's be real here. I Just actually got take less the free autistic. money. I get got poked. less autistic. Oh, it wrapped all the way back around. I'm gonna tell you something. You got a placebo <laughs> yeah. if you have to. Like, just fucking get the poke. It takes two seconds. Come hey, on. yo, I was at a petting zoo today. I was at a petting zoo. I took my family to a petting zoo. Did 
Did you pet they, a goat? Yeah, they had dwarf goats there that are adorable oh, hell as hell. Yeah. They are the most adorable thing. Them goats, guess how much they are? How much is a goat? A goat is $100, baby. Go and get a poke. Wait, you can buy the pets from the petting zoo? You can buy the dwarf goat. I'm not kidding. They, you can, they, they have the prices for the little dwarf goats, and we almost <laughs> bought one. We're probably going to go back and buy one, to tell you the truth. You have enough space so, for one. Yeah. Honestly, so, yeah. like, listen... You you get a hundred bucks, you get poked, whatever. Maybe you feel a little queasy for a day, unless you're Corey, who's a huge wimp. True. Uh, <laughs> then you go and get yourself a goat. Guess what? You never have to mow the lawn again. The goat's gonna just eat it. There you go. Oh my god, that's actually. I'm getting a goat. You know what? I'm actually getting is? a goat. Holy shit! <laughs> you're gonna have to put up a fence, but yeah. I have a fence. Around your front yard? Uh, I'll I'll mow the front yard. I don't care. <laughs> I'll Art put him on a leash. <laughs> Just stand there. For the, hours no, on no, end. no, one of those like long tiles. <laughs> oh, sure. Just headbutting neighbor dogs <laughs> as they walk by. There's I want to name. I want to. If we get a goat, do you know what I want to name him? What's that? Goaty. Billy. No, no, no. Kendrick Lamar. That's good. I like that. That's because good. he's the goat. Because like he's that. the goat. Yeah. That's good. That's stupid. You're stupid. Fuck you. You're stupid. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Here we are talking about vaccines and still the biggest prick in the room is Tom. What? I'm just I'm the I'm the realist. You understand <laughs> me? I'm the OG in this group. You understand? I don't play. I don't know if you know that about me. Keep it you I'm keep not it 100 one of them guys fronting. <laughs> I don't play. I hustle. Is that and so? I make that bread. Hmm. And that, yeah, that's all there is to it. I'm proud of you. Though. <laughs> you better get used to it. I want you to, if if you get bored when you're editing this episode, um, I want you to take that segment that you just did there and add a beat to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because well, it was like, yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> almost a freestyle. It was almost a freestyle. But I, I can rearrange some words. I honestly it think rhyme. it was even. No, don't make it rhyme. I was gonna say because that's even like effortlessly. That was better than the one time I did my little freestyle. Cause like there was no, it was like the widest. There was no flow. <laughs> there was no rhyme scheme. What do you mean there was no? You flow? You were like, I are am you saying I have a lack the of greatest? flow? I'm saying that what you were doing right there was unmistakably unrhythmic. White? <laughs> <laughs> that was pure condensed Caucasian right there, and I loved it. And I would love to see like a hip hop beat put under it. And All right. Your wish is my command. I think I think there's comedy gold waiting there. And I we'll think give that it a shot. I think what you should do is you should just play normally to this point, and then like put an edit note here, and then add your remixed version with a beat here. Here, clap. So, I'm just I'm the I'm the realist. Keep it, you keep it a hundred. I'm the real. I'm the OG. I'm the. Realist. I don't play. I'm not one of them the guys. Fronting. I'm the I realist. don't play. I hustle. I'm the and realist. I make that bread. So you realist. better get used to it. I'm the realist. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen, by the way. I know for a fact. <laughs> I might surprise you. He you might. might. I don't know. I'm a, so uh, this is another good segue. I'm on fucking vacation. Yeah. I, I literally thought you were going to say something like, "I'm on Adderall." I I'm doing hard <laughs> drugs right now. I'm doing opioids, crack cocaine. I'm you, on you methamphetamine. Name it, I'm, doing it. I'm not sleeping, so maybe I'll make a hip hop track. <laughs> I won't be sleeping for the next ten days. <laughs> You're on vacation, huh? Was there like a just for fun, or is there something going on in your life? Or 
Oh, no. It's just uh, the hours added up, and now I have a week off. <laughs> oh, That's cool. pretty much the short and tall of it. What are you going to do with it? Anything, anything fun? Uh, well, at the risk of sounding too nerdy, I'm going to build a couple guitar pedals. Hell yeah. So that's going to be fun. I, uh, I've already started doing some stuff. I hacked my 3DS. If anybody out in listener land has a 3DS, I'd recommend you do the same. It's super dank. Yeah, I did it too. Tom sent it to me. I was like, she, like it looked like a lot, but you know, it took like 10, 15 minutes. It wasn't bad. Yeah, and then you can put emulators on it. You could have every Game Boy, Game Boy Advance game on there at the same time. Pretty dope. I miss I miss my 3DS, but literally, um, my uh, in laws, my my sister in law and her husband got divorced, and they have like four kids, and they came over and they were like, "What are we gonna do without our daddy, Uncle?" And I was like, "Ah, have my 3DS." <laughs> I just gave it to him and walked out of the room, so I don't have mine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's it. That was the end of it, huh? That was uh, gone forever. You want to know what the best part? The the punchline of that is is that I had Pokemon on there, of course, and I gave all my Pokemon really dirty names. And oh, of course. Yeah. Apparently, they were playing Pokemon later on, like on the drive home or something like that, and they were like, "What's a bitch slap? And what's a cunsicle?" <laughs> Oh, this Bulbasaur's named N-Word. Yeah, what's a punk-ass bitch? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I help. I help and I heal. That's what I do. Tom, you had a topic on here. I did? That I wanted to add on top of, too. The labor shortage shenanigans. Okay, yeah. Let me just roll into this one here. This is also tied back to the COVID stuff. So, the other day, my sister and brother-in-law were over... And we decided to order pizza, right? So we order uh, Papa John's. I used a account that I previously... So this is just all preface stuff. Like, this will come into play later. I used an account I didn't previously use with Papa John's, an email address, to order this food. All right? Food comes. We have pizza. Great time. Hang out. Chowing some za. The next day, I get an email from Papa John's that says, "Hey, how would you like to? How would you like a fast-paced, fun work environment?" <laughs> so now, so since I used a account that I previously haven't ordered Papa John's on, this is where this comes in. This means literally the the flowchart of this process was order pizza, get job offer. True, yeah, that's it. That's all there so, is. They at, I, they're asking people who just buy pizza if they want a job. <laughs> Can you imagine you know, how I much find funnier? That so funny. Imagine, okay, it would be the same thing, but it would be way, it would be way worse. Imagine if they paid someone to just sit outside of in like a chair right next to the door that goes. Uh, and do walk-in interviews? No, like, no, 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 not even that. He just his job is to just stop people when they're on their way out. The people who picked up their pizza, he stops them and he's like, hey, "You want a job? <laughs> Please, God, help us!" Before he let they, they let you leave with your breadsticks or whatever, <laughs> you have to answer yes or no. And it's crazy because everywhere is like this now. Yeah, nobody, it's crazy. Like, yeah, nobody will take a job anymore. 
I'm getting and email. F- I, I I went on. <laughs> I'm getting DMs on LinkedIn from recruiters. Like, hey, do you want to you want to be a tax preparer? <laughs> do you here? I'm looking at my list now. We have tax preparer. Uh, we have senior maintenance advisor. <laughs> whatever the fuck oh, that is. Uh, junior financial analyst. I have no I got idea. One as well. So I used to work for like an employment agency, you know, mm-hmm. as a contractor. And I just got, <laughs> it's so funny to look at now. That same company sent me an email and they're like, hi, I'm blank from blank company. I came across your resume in our database and I feel you could be qualified for one of our positions. The position, material handler. What does that even mean? That means like a guy who carries heavy boxes from the loading dock to a truck or vice versa. The pay rate, $16 an hour. That's not bad, actually. I, like, okay. If I needed a job, you know, hell yeah. That's Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> do they not have like any research capability to know that the company that I started working for as a contractor, I'm now an employee of, and I would no way in hell ever take this job ever. Yeah, but he gets paid when someone gets they hired, just, and it costs him yeah, nothing they, to just spam you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just cast a wide <laughs> net, I guess. I can, I can throw yeah. a different perspective on this discussion, in that I am one of those people desperately trying to hire. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've been hemorrhaging employees due to the aforementioned spike in COVID cases, which is um, getting real bad. We just, we're not even recovered from the first wave, and now uh, we're a testing center, and... Uh, we're seeing back to the seventies of patients every day again. Um, so I'm, I'm bleeding people and I'm trying to, and I've been authorized to double my staff. Um, and it's tough out there to hire people and, uh, to pay like the, the wage competition and everything. I think it's great for the, for the, for the folks out there. If you're, if you're looking to work, it's a good time to negotiate and get a good starting wage and everything like that. But I got to tell you, as somebody on the other side of it, who needs people (laughs) to keep his, his job and keep his, place of work running it's stressful trying to get people in the door yeah. and trying to get people like if you ordered a pizza from me i'd probably throw a job offer on it too. dude right? where, where <laughs> i work we we've, we've had so uh, in every single sector in you know i work it but like in literally everywhere there's been so many positions open for so long and like maybe like two people have interviewed and like neither of them were really good <laughs> like there's just nobody there's nobody yeah it's not it's not just like the low wage like uh, you know, people aren't taking, you know, people don't want to work, uh, whatever. It's just like in general, maybe, maybe it's partially that globally. And then like just regionally here, there's a shortage in general, there may be something like that, but like whatever's going on, there's just like no one, <laughs> there's no one to hire for any jobs. It's so, crazy. I need to know why this is, is there still government like incentives for being, well, not incentives, but is there a generous portion of unemployment to be had? Like what? I what's there, keeping there people was, from looking for a job? I don't know the job. details. There has to be because why else would nobody need work? Yeah, I, um, I don't I know if that into it myself, but yeah, it there just has to be. There was really generous unemployment, uh, both federal and state, so they're like stacked on each other. I don't know if that may, yeah. maybe that's still going on. I actually I have no idea. It might be, uh, but I know it, at the very least, like it was for a while, because I thought that like dried up already but maybe i'm wrong i don't know i i've been lucky enough to have a job that i enjoy and have been able to work at and not and it's also not i think i work from home right like so it's not susceptible to all this covid stuff i just i literally 
I said it earlier. I literally don't leave my house. Like, if I, feel I like I'm gonna see you for the for the mega soda every year, and like you're just gonna have like a crazy beard. <laughs> well, so yeah, that's actually a good. Point. <laughs> you're gonna look like um, I've noticed you're gonna myself. Look like Tom Hanks in in uh, Outcast or whatever it's called, Castaway. <laughs> Castaway. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well said. <laughs> like, I'm. There's two things I've noticed from just constantly working at home by myself. My vocabulary is slipping. So, like, I, I can't recall words as quickly because I don't talk as much anymore to people. Yeah. And uh-huh. the second thing is I've just kind of forgotten. Not, and not forgotten. Like, I still understand social graces, but, like, I feel like it's not as immediately, like, or I'm not, it's not as front of mind. Like, I'll go out, you know, to, like, a, the grocery store or something, and I'll feel like I'm, like pretending to be myself talking to a cashier at Cub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With like human interaction. Yeah, you like it's like weird to talk to people. Like memes aside, and that's a like, problem. it's like the vaccine actually did make me more autistic, but it's it's, it's actually <laughs> it's just more... the that muscle in my brain atrophying after like a year and a half of talking right. to people. So we're like, literally watching the world change. Like there's absolutely no way to pretend like this is not a a moment where society is going to to branch off and become something new. And I mean, we're in the middle of that right now. Mm-hmm. And, and you're speaking very directly to that happening to you where you've lost th- like some of these social uh, graces and, and, and cognitive thoughts about it. And I mean, this is just the beginning. We're one year into this and uh, we're never going right back to the way things were. Um, and I mean, what we're seeing adapt, you know, curbside pickup at ordering things online. Now you never have to go into stores. Um, and, like, <clears throat> and the big thing about that like, if you order something on DoorDash, you don't even have to talk to the person. That's what I'm Just saying. fucking leave it at my stoop. True. <laughs> we are getting... Uh, that's the point that I was getting to, is is we are getting very good at making sure we never have to interact as people. <laughs> we are getting really good at that. Um, and we're all, and if there is going to be another wave... My, my prediction is that we're going to see society shut down again. Um, Sam, you, you, say the, you say the world is changing. I, I like to think of it as the rest of the world is just starting to see things my way. <laughs> that's what's going on. Finally. But I'm just curious about a society like I feel like it would be a good Doctor Who episode or or uh, the Outer Limits or whatever. I'm curious about a society a hundred years down <laughs> the, the road from limits. this, where like we never <laughs> need to interact or communicate, and like what does that become? Because I can tell you what I'm seeing uh, from a customer service perspective is human beings are getting very angry <laughs> and very <laughs> nasty, um, and impossible to please. Uh, I have a question. I yeah, I I feel like. Okay, I don't actually know this, but I feel like it has to be true. I'd be really interested to like look into this. The ki- the kids in school right now have to have just gotten fucked. Like they like if you're a kid in school, you haven't learned anything for 18 months. <laughs> you That's lit- what I genuinely believe, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's kids in like ninth grade now who know it like curriculum wise aren't any smarter than they were at like the end of like what did I say ninth? Uh, like they're not any smarter than they were at the end of like seventh grade or something. Like they just, you literally just skipped an entire year. Everybody just got conveyor belted onto the next grade and like Whoa. no one gave a fuck. Dude, even, even bigger than that, I'm thinking about like, like medical schools and nursing yeah, schools uh-huh. and like all those practical trade things where they weren't allowed to come in and like they stopped doing clinicals, for example, for nursing school. I know that for a fact because I have friends that are in nursing school and they're going to get into the workforce. And I mean, what are you going to do with those people? <laughs> like, they're yeah, not going to know like, how to do their jobs. Yeah, exactly. Like the trade stuff. Like I got yeah. a degree in commercial and industrial wiring, which is basically um electrician, right? 
how the hell do you do that remotely? Like right. I had to be in a lab and like pounding in, you know, junction boxes and running wire myself. Like yeah. you can't just do that virtually. And then that means the <laughs> They make you do it in, in your own house in, on the fly. In, in, <laughs> in two years, you're going to call an electrician, and they're just going to destroy your house. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like, that's what I'm saying, where society is changing. Like, this, this all feeds into that. Like, we're going to have very uh, undereducated individuals across the market, if we can get them to work at all, and we're not going to know how to talk to each other to fix it. And I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting decade, I think. Right on. Roaring 20s. Roaring retard 20s. <laughs> uh, I want to see... Yeah. I, I, I want to see, like... um. I think that, specifically, the, like, middle elementary, middle, and high school, like, that's got to be even more... Like, I think that's going to be the most fucked out of everything. Because even with universities and stuff and like nursing programs or whatever like at the end of it like there's still like some kind of test or like something there's like a pass fail there's a moment of truth right but like what do you what do they do with kids at like the end of like seventh grade they're just like all right see ya like unless (laughs) unless you like on to eighth grade with you they'll hold they'll hold you back if you fucked up hard enough but they're not gonna hold everybody back they're not gonna hold everybody who didn't learn anything well yeah if they do that then they lose all their funding right like yeah yeah, I think it's um, going to be super fucked. I, I bet you if if they did, like, Max shut down everything again and, like, schools, like, were back to remote again, I I guarantee you that in, like, five years or something, like, uh, this this will be the thing that makes college degrees totally worthless <laughs> because all of these kids who are now not learning anything are going to be, like, enrolling into college and, like, they're all going to get enrolled because the alternative is nobody can get in because they're all too stupid and, like, the colleges can't charge anybody tuition <laughs> and they're all going to get through and they're well, all going to get degrees that... and they're going to not meet anything. It's, that's well, been mean, the trend for a I while, was though. Say, I was going to say, I I've actually think the bachelor degree is useless. Unless you do very uh, specifically a trade or something like maybe. that. Maybe. I, I feel like... If, I, it, I, if it's not a marketable skill, 90% of bachelor's degrees are completely... The master's degree or the doctorate is the new bachelor's you degree. You say the bachelor's hard degree is, exists solely to get you an interview. All right. That's I'm, like, I'm willing to be wrong about this, but I was super I was super pessimistic on college for a while on like what like the significance of doing it was. But I, 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 I'd have to find it. You can look it up. It's like... I don't think there's a single better predictor for income than education. And maybe that's just a carryover from when it did mean something more like 20, 30 years ago. And like the new stats just haven't pointed out yet, but I still feel like it's probably the best thing you can do. Well, it, it, I think if you're smart, it depends, about it, right? You're, like you're, you have like, to be smart about what you get your degree. The in. degree is, is entirely what it is. Like if yeah. I get like a fucking liberal arts, like, you know, women's studies degree, I'm basically relegating myself to work at a coffee shop for the rest of my life. Oh wait! Like, I have a hot take. I have a hot take. All right, nope. not. I don't want to get right. too political, but I have to bring this up because I need. I need like an alternative way to. Th- I, I want to hear like how I might be wrong about this. Okay. All right. There's a lot of talk right now about student loan forgiveness. All right. Yes. Can someone explain to me how that is anything other than just taking a bunch of money from a bunch of poor people and giving it to a bunch of rich people? <laughs> because if you okay if you look you can this is all very easy to find if you look at info about student debt about who has student debt student debt uh 70 percent of student debt is held by people with graduate degrees okay that's fact number one and if you have a graduate degree 
like basically everybody with a graduate degree is in like the top like quintile of income, right? So I don't understand how those people need any money. <laughs> I just don't I don't get it. Yeah. I like yeah. Am I missing something? I, You're literally just like it's like the opposite of like the, that of like the whole wealth redistribution you just you're, you're taxing yeah. you're taking money from like bricklayers in alabama and you're <laughs> and you're giving it to like people who run charities in new york or something i that, don't i don't understand i don't get it the whole like student loan forgiveness thing always to me seemed like a complete band-aid solution you're not actually fixing the problem you're actually just like here's a freebie for all the people who went to school between this time and this time right I mean, it seems and, like, like if dollar for dollar, like if you're if you're gonna spend the exact same amount of money, like let's just say it would cost like I don't know, like a trillion. I was just making that up, right? It seems like if you had already decided you were gonna spend that money, that money would be better spent paying for people to go to school who otherwise wouldn't be able to. If you just wanted to do something with it, right? I don't, I, I don't right. get the people who have degrees. Like, that's once you have it, your odds of succeeding in life are like I don't know. And also, like way, way just think I don't, how many like art history master degrees or master like masters are just being forgiven in under that umbrella, like people that like did not have a chance the entire time they were in college. Sure. Like what? It, it, I, why? It, why do they deserve forgiveness? Yeah. And that like it, it just seems that, really like, weird. It it just seems like you're going way out of your way to spend a fuck ton of money to give money to people who statistically don't need it. It's, I don't. I. I doesn't make sense on any level to me. I don't know. It always kind of strikes me as circus maximus type stuff. Can, can you think of anybody in like, your life right now? Or okay, maybe not anybody. If you had to like sit down and write down everybody you know personally who has a degree, how many of them are like just totally floundering and like are getting fucked and can't get ahead in life? Not very many of them, right? I think that's probably generally true. Yeah, I would say so. I can't really think of one off the top of my head that's like, oh my god, they're destitute, you know? Yeah. Sam. I'm just, I'm, I'm listening and I'm taking it in. I, uh, I think that this, I would have to actually research and get some hard data on this. Because uh, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Um... And I mean, if we're going to address education as a whole, I think that we need to restructure it and rebuild it from the ground up. And make everything an apprenticeship. I've been that, saying it for years. I've been saying that too. I think I think you know, there there should be a lot more emphasis placed on hands-on learning, yep. and a lot less on some of the, the. But that's beside the point. As far as forgiveness goes, I think that that's a good point, and that most people with college degrees are making money. I, except for with the exception of with the COVID, I think there were a lot of people out of work. Yeah, I mean, that's um, it. That's, yeah, I, that makes sense. I And now we have to wrap, uh, like, an, an act of God, like, for example, co- a, a pandemic. I think that that changes that. I know a lot of people who were let go from their jobs. I knew a lot of, like I said, even nurses, people with skill trades out of work during the pandemic. Um, and they put a halt on payments back for... Yeah, but tuition. I feel like then in that case, if you wanted to help those people... Forgiving their student loans is a really bad way to target people who got fucked by COVID, right? Like, you could target those people right, by, right, right. you know, like, unemployment or something else. I also think that I don't have, because we live in an area, I feel like we're, we're, we live in an area with a pretty good employment rating. 
And again, I yeah. do not have the hard. I don't have the hard data for that. I don't. Mm. Um, but I feel like generally most people I know are I think employed. Half of the areas is probably pretty good. I imagine you know, a certain town, soup town. Mm, yeah, <laughs> the employment rate might not be stellar. Um, there's so, uh, there's restaurants around here that close like uh uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh Tom the fireside Tom. I was talking to him, and he was like, "You know what I'm in the mood for? One of those fucking one of those Perkins chicken tender sandwiches, like those one of those." And I was like, "Oh yeah. hell yeah!" And he booted up this. This was literally a Friday night at 7 p.m. He booted up uh, DoorDash, and Perkins was closed. <laughs> they, they weren't open at seven on a Friday because there yeah. was no one to work. There was no one I, to work uh, in the restaurant. My wife's my what wife's birthday. Fuck? My my wife's birthday was recent was uh happened recently uh-huh. and i wanted to buy her flowers and of course i waited till the day of and that that's not me being um unprepared it was i just don't know what to do with flowers in general for like, like if yeah I, like if i buy this literally like, like what am i going to do with them for well, and it's so. one of those things it's like i don't like toilet paper it's like you just figure you can buy it whenever you need right <laughs> you don't I, need to like plan this, ahead i told the story to some people and they were like oh so you just wait until the day of to get her flowers and i was like was I just was supposed to keep them in a closet? What the hell else are you supposed to do with what, them? What do like, you guys well, do? Put them in your the closet? Yeah. Like. <laughs> but anyway, I went to four flower shops between here and Solon Springs where we had her party. And they were all closed despite being uh, apparently open on Google. What, what and all day of them was had this? Signs. It was on a Saturday. <laughs> it was on a Saturday <laughs> really? at, like, at about like 11, 10, 30, 11 a.m. That's and crazy. And they were all like, we don't have any employees, so we're closed. <laughs> Damn. That's, I went what to... The... um. Uh, in downtown Duluth, there's a new re- it's a new restaurant called Doc Witherspoon's Soul Food. One, it was amazing. Okay, beside the point. Two, this was a brand new restaurant. They've been open for like three months, and I went in there with some. I was there with some coworkers. There were like three people in the whole restaurant. <laughs> there was like one dude who was like greeting and hosting and like doing the cashier and like he was also the waiter like he was doing fucking everything and then there were two people in the kitchen and that was for this whole place it was crazy the other day the other day at my um my clinic uh i was the registration front desk this the manager and the registered nurse working that damn i did i did all three things uh last monday so, yeah, again, I, I feel it on a very real level. But circling all the way back to, to student loan forgiveness, I think that if we want to have a really good discussion about that, I would need to do research because I don't want to say the wrong thing. I also think that our area is not the best one to look and say, oh, this isn't a problem. Um, I have a feeling that in more populated areas and especially towards some bigger metro areas like uh, New York City and things like that, there's probably a lot of people with master's degrees and doctorates sure. who aren't able to find jobs. I guess here, let me, like, let me put it this way. And I guess, if, I, again, I do not have the data to back that up. Sure, I, sure, sure. I just, this was my feeling. I guess just in general, I guess if there were, if, if there was people out there getting fucked by like the burden of their student loans or the, the burden, excuse me, of their student loans, it seems like there's better ways to help them than just by forgiving all student loans. Like there, there's a lot of bathwater going out with that pay. Like there's a whole lot of people getting money who don't need it. If that, if you're just doing it blanket like that, well, right? Well, it was the same. I mean, it was the same with, well, like, I mean, it would be pretty, with the would unemployment be, thing where like, yeah. Mike... For example, like my wife had been laid off because like early on, everything kind of shut down hardcore, especially in the area I lived. And the unemployment rate like skyrocketed, right? Mm-hmm. So like sure. it, she was making more on unemployment than she was when she was working. I saw that a lot. Like, 
that's like and especially like since i was still working full-time like there was no check for that kind of thing i was working full-time still making a salary and then on top of that we were getting all this extra stuff and like we had we stopped a couple of times like why are they even giving us this anymore i think you don't need yeah i think it was harder then because it was like super correct like trying to like effectively test and figure out who should be getting what on like that shit of a time frame was probably not probably they, they were probably just writing fat fucking checks and didn't care but hey, we i just got we a i got a i got a news bulletin here for you boys all right this just this is breaking news Corey. yeah you probably know this whitest kids you know yeah i know yeah. dude yeah, the guy oh. died. Yeah, what the? F- yeah, are you kidding he was me? Forty-one from an accident. Yeah. yeah, he was a young dude. So freaking young. Damn, that, that really guy was sucks. so funny. Yeah, he was. That guy was like next level hilarious. Holy shit, that's such a bummer, dude. That's like tremendously sad. I know it's none of my business. I really want to know what happened. I always want to know that. Sorry. Like I have yeah. a there's a there's a person I follow on Instagram that I haven't known for a very long time, and her fiance died suddenly and i mean she's done a million posts about it but never says what happened and like i've i've gone back and forth like trying to find the sympathetic way to be to reach out to this person i haven't spoken to in like a decade oh my god what happened so how did he die (laughs) because i really want to know like was it a suicide did he get like what's going on Uh, and the the more yeah not to (laughs) not to be like cold or anything but the more you hear about it and you don't know the more it eats the more you have to know yep if you just heard if you saw it like twice you'd be like oh man that really sucks i kind of want to know but what but you see you you see this person you see them talk about it like every day for six months you're like (laughs) (laughs) these people are young they're like mid-20s and uh she just got a big neck tattoo for him. And I mean, she's still, of course, she's just devastated. And and my heart really goes go out to her. But at the same time, I just need to know what happened to this yeah. young guy. <laughs> like, did a truck run over him? <laughs> did he drown? Like, what's going on? How did this guy die? And I, I can't find a way, like... Blimp crash. <laughs> Damn, that would be crazy. Can you, can you imagine, actually, if you, like... If after, like, however long, you finally were like, okay, I got it. You make the post. It's like... Man, this is, you know, I'm so sorry. My heart reaches out. You know, what happened? You know, you, you don't have to say, but, you know, I'm here if you want to talk. Something like that. And they come back and they're like, um, uh, yeah. He was flying the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> <laughs> a giant. Well, into the Metrodome. <laughs> this is actually, there's a classic. Uh, you guys watch the IT crowd, I assume. Yeah. If you haven't, you really yeah. should. Classic oh, yeah. comedy. Excellent. Just absolutely Excellent hilarious. Top tier. There's the episode where her parents died, and she, <laughs> he finally asked her what happened, and she says they di- they died in a fire at, at Sea Parks, which is like the equivalent. Oh, of yeah, oh, his yeah. girlfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then he goes crazy <laughs> trying to figure out how there was a fire in a place. There's a fire <laughs> at a sea park. <laughs> uh, that show was so funny. It was. I should watch that show yeah. again. The internet's wireless, Jen. I have totally unrelated news. What's right. that? I got a new car. I got, I got a new to me car. That single career life is just amazing. No, you just, you're, just, you're, you're upgrading cars like every Sam, other day. This was this was the opposite. All right, I bought a very okay. nice car, and then two months later, COVID hit. <laughs> I never drive my car anymore, so I traded way down. But I'm excited. I got an old Subaru. Right on. They Congratulations, last. bud. Drives in cool. the snow lasts forever. For rugged. Yeah, I'm looking to uh, I'm looking to trade in my stuff to get a truck. I'm nice to, do to that. get a Mini Cooper. 
No, I'm not going to get another Mini Cooper. I love Mini Coopers, but they're not right. Have you owned area. three of those? Yeah. Is that right? Okay, yeah. Fun times. I keep making the same mistake. It's just insanity. I keep buying them, and I'm like, oh, yeah, these suck in the snow. Why would it, Why would anybody in northern Minnesota have a Mini Cooper? Oh, wow. What are you driving right now? Right now, I drive a Ford Focus, because I'm a reasonable ah, yes. <laughs> approaching middle man. Sedan or coupe? Uh, or a hatch? Uh, sedan. No, it's actually hatch. a hatch. It's a hatch. Sorry. Ah, oh, okay. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Dude, for, dude, hatchbacks. I got a Fiesta, like an old Fiesta a couple of years back. It's so awesome. It's tiny. You can park it anywhere. And it has like a ton of space for like groceries and stuff. I know this is going to sound. This is. Hey, everybody. This is the segment where we talk about boring. Well, this is stuff. this is an ad for a car they don't make anymore. So <laughs> yeah, I know. So they don't ahead. make the Fiesta anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's dope. I fucking love a hatchback, man. I I never really gave a shit about trucks or like owning a truck. I just didn't really, you know, I I didn't oh, I, I didn't care one way or do, the other. And then one time so nice. I had to move something and I rented an F one fifty, like a U haul. Yep. <laughs> and I drove it all of like twenty minutes. And I was after that for like six months I was like, I need to get a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I never cared about having a truck at all, and then I borrowed my in laws once uh-huh. uh, while my car was in the shop. And it was during winter when we had like tons of snow. Mm-hmm. And just the difference in and the confidence you have driving in the snow in a truck. I was like, this is addictive. I need this for the rest yeah, of my life. Yeah, you feel like Plus, you like, feel like king shit on the road, yeah. sitting all hot. Yeah, that like making the investment to buy a truck is really like almost an investment in your home too. Because like whenever you need to do like a bullshit project, like oh the you know the wood's rotting on the porch or something. You can't cram lumber into your hatchback. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you have to like so, you have to call somebody who has a truck or rent one, right? That's like the mm-hmm. only two options. And calling somebody, it's like okay, well then I need pizza and beer. True, That's like the going the going rate. Dude, and trucks, I don't know. I think it's just because I think it's for two reasons. I think oh no, tr- pizza and beer. <laughs> trucks like do not <laughs> depreciate. I think it's because one most high most miles on trucks are highway miles, which are like super easy and like they you know like one mile one mile in the city is like 20 on the highway or something uh and then two i think they're just really easy to work on because like like the packaging of the component yeah everything isn't like crammed together so like you can you you don't have to like you know if you have like an audi or something is oh i gotta replace the taillight and they take the whole like rear of the car apart (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) like euro cars japanese cars like i get the the need for compaction in those countries because there's, you know, in well, in Japan, it's like there's a trillion people there in like a five mile radius, and then in Europe, the roads are like from medieval, jolly old medieval times. Uh, used to wheel me cart with the hay. You Dude, know? when when I was and, when I was looking for cars, it was you're looking <laughs> you're looking through these websites, and it's you know you're sorted by budget or whatever, so you just pick a number, and the the. You're scrolling through cars. You see like, oh, Nissan Rogue. Okay. Oh, 40,000 miles. All right. Oh, Honda CRV, 56,000 miles. Okay. And then for the same price as those two other things, it's like, oh, a 2007 Chevy Silverado with 280,000 miles. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> okay, true. Very cool. <laughs> Can confirm. I'm looking at trucks right now uh, and all of them have like 300,000 yeah, crazy. Like I got a while ago, I got a Toyota Tacoma. It was like a 2004. When I was uh, working on the old line, you know, um, and yeah, it had like over a hundred thousand miles on it. That truck cost more than my 
current car, which was a 2014 Fiesta. And when I bought it, I think it had 60,000 miles on it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yep. It's wild. No, Trucks absolutely. are like cash cows, man. I think the only way to really go about it if you want to save money is to buy out of state. Like, I think you got to buy down south and drive it up. Oh, that's, that's, that's yeah. what it's looking like because trucks yeah. are not as valued in warmer climates as they are here. Also, pro Get tip the- for both of you, and actually, Corey, you ended up doing this anyway. Even down here compared to where you guys live, there's so many dealerships around that they have to be hyper competitive. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've noticed that actually. Yeah, and even, so, and there's just more cars. Like, yeah, exactly. It, it, there's a huge variety, and they have to like price them not retardedly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was looking for like a specific. You know, I was looking for a Subaru Outback, and in Duluth and Superior, there's two. There's literally, were, there were two for sale for, like, the month that I was looking. Uh, and in Minneapolis, there's literally, like, 140. It's just, there's, it's not even close. So if you're, yeah, the, the car market's way better, like, trying to say, and you get more yeah. for trades, too. But, Do you Sam, know, you have uh, a good point with the down south, because their cars have zero wear and tear. Yeah, no, no rust either. Yep. No salt on the roads. Do you want to know what my brother-in-law's brother just bought? What's that? A Corvette. Audi Series 6. Audi RS6. Oh, hell yeah. That's a cool car. <laughs> dude, that car is sick yeah, as hell, dude. dude. <laughs> what year is that? It's brand new. Like, he, oh, he, spent, okay. he spent more than probably my house and it's his probably, house. It's probably... An RS6 is probably like 100,000, 110,000. It's, 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 it's in that range, yeah. Um, Let's see, Audi RS6 MSRP, hundred and twelve thousand. Yeah, yep. but but Jeez. but with there's no way you're getting out of a dealership for less than like one twenty five. Before, because you're not you going to buy an Audi, dude. You're not you're not going to buy like a bit. You're going out of there. You're going to have like a moonroof. You're going to have yeah, the full fucking, trim. Yeah, you're going to have leather like seats, the black wheels or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the undercoating. <laughs> It is sick as hell, though. <laughs> like, that thing I is bet wild, it is. I'm man. jealous. That thing is wild. It goes like from zero to eighty in like two seconds. Twin turbo oh. four liter V eight. That yeah. reminds me. Um, when I was in high school, my aunt moved back into like our area, and she was well to do. I'd say she had a Jaguar, like a really nice one, mm-hmm. like one they reviewed on Top Gear. Nice, you know. And I got to use that for like going to prom (laughs) oh nice and i've never felt the same in a car since you want to know what the weirdest thing we never did but almost did that would have just been really weird Hmm. what's that is you i don't know if you remember but you asked me to play bass at your prom i just i just gotten out of the army and it would have been the weirdest thing ever (laughs) i'm kind of glad that it didn't happen i do recall (laughs) that actually that was when we were first actually we ended up playing that prom yep we did that wasn't the second one yeah, the second one we practiced for months for, and then at the very, like like a week before it happened, they're like, oh yeah, you guys can't play. You guys play secular music, that's not allowed. True. <laughs> so did you we know like, that my what um, the fuck? Dude, did you know that my sister in, my, uh, my sister-in-law, the one who got divorced and I gave the 3DS to her kids, yep. she's dating the current principal of Lakeview Christian School. Okay, I did wait, not know uh, that. Now, hang on here. Maybe I don't know who the current principal is. I don't, I don't think I know. He's not an older guy. He's a young guy. So that's not the guy that Corey and I 
had as principal during our stint. Tom, I can't, or, uh, Sam, I can't believe you said so many racial epithets during that really long bleep. <laughs> that was so crazy. Oh, no. I just, just all cut of it. Them. It was just, just nothing. It was like a. I just suddenly a flash went on a rant of. <laughs> well, the beep was so long. Tom just cut the whole thing. There was just so many. Yeah. He, we can't. You know, you have to pay by the yeah. second for the bleeps. The the bleep yeah, corp. That's they how podcasting you. works. That's yeah, copyrighted. It's true. Sorry, guys. I just I find like it was like a bad infection. We and it, it finally popped. Tom, the, Sam drained all three of our bank accounts on like a on like pus. a nine minute long bleep, just epithet after epithet. <laughs> I just we couldn't take it anymore. I had to cut the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> all that right. Is strange. Uh, so, what do you think, guys? We're an hour in. Do you think it's time for crust in the wind? We should do crust in the wind. I think so. I have one thing after that we can talk about briefly, just because it's video game related. Mm -hmm. So if sure. you've made it this far, tell you what, we're going to do Crust in the Wind. You can turn it off right after that. How's that Hell sound? yeah. Yeah, I mean, we did good. We gave you an hour of non-video game content. Well, 57 minutes Be after grateful. all the racism gets cut. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Crust right, in well, the okay. Wind. Actually, yeah, so uh, roll theme song. Here. I close my ears These bands all had a moment and that moment's gone All these songs Passed before their ears to mediocrity Crust in the wind All they are is crust in the wind And we're back uh, we didn't say last time what the album was, yes. which was a mistake. And I didn't add it back in, even though I said I would, <laughs> because I forgot. So here we go. If you want to follow along, we listen to Saliva, the band Saliva. Ten Lives is the album. It came out in 2018. 18. That was their most recent album. They didn't have one in 2020. Even though so many ass rock bands thought that was going to be their comeback time. Yep. Um, so yeah, if you want to follow along, stop it here and then just listen to the, listen, just listen to it. See what you think. Otherwise, we're going to jump right into it. I so, can save you an hour of your life and, and tell you. Wait, nothing. let's talk. Let's talk about um, <laughs> before we get into new saliva. Let's talk a little bit about old saliva. Like, what do we know okay. them for? Okay. Well, should we do numbers first and then? Old saliva, or should we do old saliva leading into our rating? Okay, let's do let's time. do numbers. You're right. Okay, I'm gonna give this a. Th <sighs> Remember, it's, it's negative giving... five to five. Oh yeah, yeah sh that's a very good reminder. Okay, so it's zero being neutral, yep. right? Is that the idea? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give this a negative. I'm gonna be generous and say a negative two. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. I I'm negative three, full on. <clears throat> I gave it a negative one. Okay. All right. Well, we got the whole freaking negative spectrum. Yeah. Here. Negative one through negative three, so it's not good. Yeah, and not good. Can, you, you yeah, know that none of us like it. Right so if uh, you could good. just take that away right now, none of us like this album. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go. Um. Yeah. You talk about the history, because I I'm gonna be on. I, I was gonna try to hide it, but I just feel like it might be weird if I don't just. I'm gonna go pee. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, no worries. I mean, we got it. We got you covered. Saliva is like, it's like the when we're talking about 
like the the early 2000s butt rock saliva is like the quintessential like it's them it's like yeah they second only possibly to like limp biscuit yeah yeah it's like a band like saliva could have only ever existed in like or or maybe not you know they existed before but only well, could have been popular in like they can exist now but yeah they could they couldn't have achieved certainly the popularity that they did outside yeah, they of that know they window. could only be big in like 2001 to like seven and like that's it um yeah. you probably know them for from the from click click boom that song everybody knows that song. that is that is the saliva song um, that's the one that they made all of their money off of. i can't think of any other saliva songs off the top of my head but i'm sure i've heard uh, them and i would recognize them the, i remember so this has come up numerous times we were all kind of raised uh, in a Christian environment, right? So secular music was kind of looked down on, to put it lightly, uh, most sure. of the time. Especially in my family, it was like, well, okay, so <laughs> here's the thing. Old, quote, secular music, like dad rock stuff, that was fine. Yeah. That was, that was how it was in every Christian house. Yeah, so like, it was like, what your parents grew up with, that's fine. But what yep. you're growing up with? No way in hell are you listening to that. Yeah, like I so, can remember the the Forrest Gump soundtrack specifically. <laughs> um, like when our parents all were all doing acid oldies. at music festivals when they were like, our I remember age. I, w- I would listen to that with my parents and I'd be like, why can't I listen to this? <laughs> but I can't listen to like like what Yeah, when you like, listen to Led Zeppelin weird. make sex yeah. noises for 30 minutes and like yeah. you can't listen to like Eminem or something. <laughs> you know? But so... Of course, the advent of the internet happened, and there's not really any way to control that from like a parenting perspective. Mm-hmm. You're going to be exposed to stuff that you're you don't want your kids. The the internet was to. literally nine eleven for Christian parents. True. Yeah. Oh, suddenly, God, like yeah. end of the, the second you turn world. your head, your kids listening to whatever music you told them not to listen to because they can. So LimeWire. <laughs> all this to say. I'm not going to say that my taste in music during this kind of transitory period between strictly listening to dad rock and Christian music to secular music was good, Mm -hmm. but I do remember really liking the song Broken Sunday by Saliva, Mm. and I listened to it again recently. It's not very good, but it came at the perfect time is basically what I'm getting at. I'm going to play it. I can see if I remember this That's a good song. Obviously, click, click, like... This is like the sports games from the early 2000s soundtrack. Yeah. It's basically what saliva is. Madden 2005. Click, click, boom. <laughs> you know, like, all that stuff. So that's where they made their bread and butter was they were, they got lucky in the very specific time that they played. They became tremendously popular with that song, Click, Click, Boom. And then, I don't know. I, I want to say it's probably just been straight downhill from there, I haven't listened to like modern rock radio, like you know your ninety four X's or anything. So I don't know actually how popular saliva is nowadays. Mm-hmm. But I imagine they're not nearly have even come close to eclipsing that. Well, same. we'll just say this: I couldn't find any interesting info about the new album, and it it doesn't have its own Wikipedia page. It's just like it's like it never happened. <laughs> Also, real quick, and we haven't done this before, I don't think, the album art on this. Yeah. It's basically a tap-out shirt. 
And when I look at it, it makes me ill. I could have made this album. I hate this aesthetic, whatever the hell it is. This weird, like, pseudo-gothic, like, edgelord, like, uh, graffiti style is, like, disgusting to me. Like, it's, like, if I saw this in a store, I would, like... I'd yeah. reach, grab the CD, and turn it around. I don't, so I I don't know what the yeah. Anymore. I don't know what the word for this aesthetic is, but like this shit, that like the clothing, you know, like the weird, like yeah. the angel wings. And, yeah, it, this is yeah. like the person who has us this CD also wears those like gaudy studded jeans with like the the rhinestone back pockets and shit, and like the holes, and they're just like it's just too much. It's too much. All right, well, Disgusting. let's talk about the album. Okay, well, most of the review of the album cover probably applies to the album. Yeah. We'll just get that out of the way. Um, all right, I'll tell you my, my biggest... Okay, so the music, totally forgettable. It wasn't, yes. like, offensive. Nothing offended me, but it was kind of like... Um, it's radio-engineered yeah, stuff. Yeah, like. it was just, like, it's, it's totally generic. I couldn't... There was nothing catchy. I couldn't, like, tell you... Uh, it didn't even have, we're going to my, I can't even remember anything from it. Like something that's like painfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only, there's one song, but I'll let you finish your So musically, there's nothing memorable and notable. Lyrically, it's like edgy as fuck and stuck in 2004. It's like unironically like, oh, you're talking shit. I'm going to beat you up. (laughs) Oh, I fuck so many girls. It's like, it's listening. Post 9-11 rap rap rock. Yeah. It's It's like listening to a can of Monster. Like, like, you know how you can hold a shell up here? You know how you can hold a shell up to your ear and hear the ocean? Like, you hold up a monster to your ear and you hear this album. That's a great bit. Uh, That's funny. Yeah, that's, it's true. Holy shit, that's good. That is a hundred, that encapsulates everything I have to say about this album. It's so bad. So, yeah. So, but it's not like, um, I'm sorry, one more thing. It's not like it, listening to an old saliva song or an old Limp Bizkit or like something from its time where it's like you're listening to it um, and you're like, you, you understand that it's a relic of its time. You're not like cringing. Well, you're cringing, but it's not, it's, but something that came out a year or two years ago or whatever it's like, now it's just sad. Now it's like the 35-year-old guy at a frat party. You're like, it's just like, you need to let it go. It's not, yeah, this, like, isn't, this isn't here? cool anymore, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and so here's the, here's the double-edged sword for this argument. You got a band like Power Band 5000. They haven't changed their style whatsoever since their inception, basically. But yeah. there's a level of campiness to it. There's a self-awareness you can just hear in the music and that they lean into. So you know, oh, this is a rational human being making a conscious decision to make this music. And this, it sounds like a delusional person makes this music. Like, there's no self-awareness about this whatsoever. Very true. Like, half the songs on this album are like... I speak for everybody and we're going to fuck you up. And that's like every song except I actually, for I can actually like to, to extrapolate on that uh, to extrapolate that idea. Um, Limp Bizkit is making a huge comeback right now. Are, is <laughs> that true? Didn't I didn't know what that. The fuck? They really are. And uh, I'm going to tell you why I'm not mad about it and why it works is exactly what you're talking about. If you look up the way, Look up Fred Durst. I, I want you all to take I a know what you're talking. I saw you them. Fred Durst, director Wait, hang on, of hang Moose? on. 
I know what you're talking Sam, I saw the Woodstock, the clip. Or not, what's, uh, what was yeah. the festival? Was it Woodstock? Woodstock's uh, the one where... Lollapalooza. Woodstock, Lollapalooza. Well, there's Woodstock 98 is where they had the riot or whatever. No, I, I there was there was a festival like literally like th- three days ago or something. Uh, oh, and okay. Fred Durst, yeah. he's literally like full dad mode. He's got like... Yep. Uh, like Colonel Sanders, like like yep. hair, like like white hair and the mustache, and then he literally yep. had on khakis and like a tucked in button up shirt and like a plain yep. old dad black windbreaker, and he went yep. out and what he did the? a full Limp Biscuit set front manning on a, like no memes, no jokes, no skits. He did a full set dressed like that. <laughs> that's actually that's mad doing. respect. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, and like, that's what they're doing. They're touring like that, and he's not high, like exactly what you're saying. He's doing like he's doing self-aware. like a Les Claypool thing, or so I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's very self-aware that he's too old to be doing what he's doing. Instead of trying to hide it or like go up there dressed like you know, like Kiss will still wear their makeup to this day, he's just dressing like a normal forty-year-old dude. And he's laughing at himself and having a blast the whole time he sings these stupid songs. And I won't it's lie, funny. I love it. If you're going to do it either as- way, d- lean into <laughs> yeah. it. Hell yeah. yeah. Like, I never thought I would say this in 2021, the year of our Lord, but I would go to Olympus Biscuit show. Right <laughs> Just because it looks like the vibe is right where I'm at. Like, if I could get with a bunch of other dudes who are you're getting just way chilling. older than they want to admit it and just be like, let's listen to this stupid it's like, ass it's music not, from It's not Olympus Biscuit show, it's a support group. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> but that being said, saliva does not have the capability for that kind no, of comeback or self awareness. <laughs> They'd have to pull some massive shit to like recover from this. Well, I mean, they haven't made an album since 2018, so that's already. I mean, I I'm pretty s- sure COVID probably killed these guys off. I don't think they're making. They're playing any. Sh- Actually, you know what? I'm gonna look right now. I can summarize everything I have to say about saliva really quick. Um, I have no history with the band. I was never a fan. I'm not even sure I've ever heard Click Boom or whatever. I, I am not a Saliva person. I've never listened to a full album by Saliva before. Um, as such, I put it off until literally the last minute just because I wasn't really particularly interested in it. But I thought maybe they'd surprise me like Scott Stapp did uh, <laughs> last week. Or, uh, I'm sorry. Continue. I have something that I'm going to send to the group. Just uh... um, Go ahead. But like I so so I put it off. Literally, we were going to record at seven or eight, and the reason we had to we had to push recording until eight tonight was because I had to listen to the album. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I listened to it literally right. It was the last thing I did before I came on here to record the episode. And I'm looking at the songs, and I cannot remember anything about them <laughs> right now. That's how forgettable this album is. Um, I think some shit. I the 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 biggest thing I remember when I was listening to it was there's a song called Some Shit About Love. And oh, the yeah. And yeah. there, there was a song called Something About Love. Yeah, the radio and version. When I, when Why I saw, include I did, that? Well, that's, no, that I didn't realize. I thought there was going to be like a story. Like, I thought Some Shit About Love was going to be like the jaded I hate love song. <laughs> and then Something About Love was going to be the closer. And it was going to be like There the is something about this. Yeah, Where yeah. like he comes back around and he's like, it's been a journey. And he's like, you know what? There is something about love. Imagine my disappointment when it's just the edited version of the other song. And they just include it as a track. Are you kidding me? The whole time I was listening to it, I was like, I can't, I was, you have to understand, the whole time I was like, man, I can't wait for something about love to bring this album back around and like make a statement about everything I've listened to. You're thinking way above this album. Yeah, I was so bummed out. I was so bummed out. But other than that, let me see. Do I remember anything 
right from the very first chords of domination i was like oh this is boring and generic and it never changed True. My mind. yeah um, one of my I, I can't remember the song there's this huge build-up then it leads into i guess you could call it a guitar solo like it's the sorriest excuse for a guitar solo i've ever heard he plays probably a total of 18 notes <laughs> for like you know like whatever 8 or 12 measures and it, like even bad guitar players can usually like just throw a wah pedal on it just mash about your guitar neck pretend that you know what you're doing this one they're just like i'm going to bend the note four times and then that's going to be my guitar solo it's like are you <laughs> Does and no one have any like sense of pride with this anymore? Where they're like, that's how I felt about Chevelle. That was my biggest criticism with Chevelle was they would have their big instrumental and I'd be like, I could play this. Yeah, like yeah, I, I don't, like, I don't play guitar. <laughs> so you know, what? and that's exactly like the, the guitar work in this album is pitiful, absolutely pitiful. Like, and not even, it's just so painfully generic. Um, yeah, I I only gave it a negative one because it was generic to a fault. It didn't offend me. I had no emotions, but I literally don't remember. I got offended by the yeah. lyrics. Musically, it was a negative one. Yeah, the lyrics were very... This album is like cringing. It did like psycho, It did psychic damage to me, the, the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, for everybody listening, I just posted the location of Saliva's next event in our group. Oh, is that what this is? Wanna. Yeah. That's so fun. When? So you just... It's a... Uh, oh shit, hang on. That is August 13th. So, so I have a next tour. Week. So what you're saying is I have nine days to get a plane ticket to Springfield, Massachusetts. Is that what you're telling me? And then me? go sit in this, like, what looks like a VFW hall. Oh, yeah. It totally does look like a VFW hall. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, that's about right. They, they're going to tour with... Um, what was that band? The really bad one. Like the first one we did. Uh, trapped. Trapped. Yeah, they're going to be on tour with Trapped. Dude, I they don't know if we together. can top the Trapped, the strip club. I, that that oh was my truly God. a wonderful, oh my wonderful, God. perfect timing thing that happened. Whoa, they have a new single a out. Oh, Is it on WWE? Oh, wait, hang on, Just hang kidding. on, hang on. This is breaking also, news. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I guess that's one point I'd like to make about Saliva. They sound like the soundtrack to the entire WWE. They're like a wrestling soundtrack as a band. Yep. So, and they haven't changed. You know, um, you guys listen to a lot of podcasts. I used to. Uh, sort of. I mean, it depends, like what the I topic to a is. Fair amount. And a lot of them come with commercials now for other podcasts. That's weird. I heard a commercial for a podcast yesterday that was the promise was. It was for a wrestling podcast. Okay. And it was like, we're going to appreciate everything about wrestling, except we have a girl with us. And then literally the tagline was, everything you love about wrestling with none of the toxic masculinity. Wait, that leaves uh, nothing. Like, <laughs> that, yeah, and that was my thought. I was what like, wrestling thrives <laughs> on. What, what's left? <laughs> like, that's what it is. Like the, we all the do whole... roids and oil up and we scream and we throw each yeah, other the... around. <laughs> The whole point of wrestling is the machismo, even for the women's True. divisions. Like, they're all emulating the same, like, weird macho 
I mean, the, the, one of the most famous wrestlers was literally named Macho Man. Yeah. Like I said, I'm pretty sure people watch wrestling for the toxic masculinity because it goes to the point of self The most famous with Rick storylines? Who gives a all shit? All Ric Flair did was like, snort a bunch of coke and go, woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> woo! Yeah, it just over uh, and over again. That's funny. And he would talk about how he had, like, Cadillacs and shit. Mm-hmm. And then he would go wrestle a guy. And then, well, I was yeah. wondering if, if, if we could do this, if, if, if our tagline could be, Everything you love about saliva with none of the toxic masculinity. <laughs> so the band doesn't exist. Because apparently that's, so I'd be like, I don't know, if we ever start doing commercials for ourselves, because I'd still like to make money off this one day. <laughs> I'd love to be like. We can all dream in something. But I've noticed, I don't think we'd make it in today's market, because literally every podcast, they have to mention if they have a, a racial minority, a woman, or anything that will do away. Like, every, like, I don't know how much you guys hear commercials, but every single one starts with like, I heard a movie one the other day that was just like, finally, a podcast about movies that's not just three white guys talking. That's literally what it said. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, under fuck off with that shit. I'm so sick of that. I don't give a shit. Like, the content's the only thing that matters. It could be a black guy, an Asian guy, or a white guy saying it. If the content's good, who gives a shit? I don't, like... <laughs> That adds nothing to the podcast for me. Like, if they're like, finally, we have a woman talking about fucking Star Trek or something, you know, like, who gives a shit? Like, just talk about it. Say something insightful. You don't need fucking, like, the reason you should listen to this is because we have a sexy grill. Well, that's, like, that's exactly where the, uh, that's exactly where the uh, thermostat's at right now in podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking so you know. stupid. Because yeah. every commercial, that's what it does. Yeah, and I don't know, sure. maybe it matters to people more than it matters to me. You know, I always wonder how much I'm allowed to not It's just pandering. It's so pandering. That's it what was, it always feels that like That kind of thing, me. it just pisses me off So like yeah. to no end. And it's It was like when it, they made Doctor Who a woman, and it was like, okay, I mean... It's like, well, if that's not inherently bad or anything, but it's like, how do you execute that? And then they executed it in probably the worst way possible. Actually, what, I Doctor actually, Who I, can't be a woman? Yeah, that that was the 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 marketing. It was very battlefield. The marketing around it was worse. I actually just recently watched the seasons, uh, and she's actually not terrible. She's not my favorite, but she's actually not bad. I stopped watching Doctor Who. Who was the guy with the really wide square face? Oh, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know names. Was it Matt Smith? Is that his name? Yeah. Like about halfway through that, they started getting like really. Pandry in a lot of those. You can't. Seasons. You can't watch. You can't watch a lot of Doctor Who at once. Uh, if you go That's back true. and you watch a few episodes at a time, it's really good. Um, a lot it, all at the same time. It, it really. Here's I don't the thing. Know if it, <laughs> People really fucking love Doctor Who. Obviously, it's like this annoying meme now. It's like ah, police box. <laughs> like people have like the fucking bumper stickers and shit. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not like mad that it's popular. I don't give a shit. There's just better, in my opinion, more interesting science fiction shows to watch. Like, I'm on my, like, I don't know, 5,000th rewatch of Star Trek The Next Generation. That show is so good. It is, too. And especially in comparison, like, Doctor Who seems like a, like a child's television show compared to Star Trek The Next Generation. I mean, not to say there's not some retarded episodes of Star Trek The uh-huh. Next Generation. There's some real bad ones, like real dumb, uh, especially in the first season. The first season is just skip the first season. Don't even watch that shit. I don't know. I'm going to get off my soapbox now about science fiction. 
Just watch TNG. I just have to sit here because I haven't watched either show, so <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. I Bro! I actually like Doctor Who more than you apparently do. I think it's very fun and creative. I don't like have a TARDIS bumper sticker or anything like that, but I definitely Yet. see the appeal and I enjoy it. No, like, yeah, I got. I mean, I got super into it. I like the David Tennant series. I, I, I actually stand by that. That's for some very good television. Like the whole David Tennant run, I think is very good. Even though the <laughs> the funny thing is they fought a lot with the budget early on, which is very funny. Yeah. And it's always kind of been that way. Um, But I think that's strangely when it was at its best. Like it was its most creative because they couldn't just like fill the air with CG bullshit. If that makes sense? Sure. Mm-hmm. Like they had to work around things a little more. It took a little more thought. That's just my take. I don't know. I haven't watched Doctor Who in a while. I should probably rewatch it. It's been a while. I I love the first reboot season with Christopher Eccleston. I think that's very good. I I liked that too. I really liked Peter Capaldi. I, I stand by that. Peter Capaldi was actually probably like if I was going to design. He's a the Doctor old Who. man Doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. The okay. old cantankerous like Scotsman, and I thought he just knocked it out of the park. I actually loved him in the role. I should check out that season. <clears throat> uh, anyway, this has been the Sci-Fi Shop. Yeah. We like we we we've really we were there. talking about that, saliva. That's how much I mean, like that's, how, yeah. that's how that's how I want to get. Uh, we've had a few. We've Who. had a few in a row albums that were like just straight stinkers, but but not like bad bad. Just like they they almost didn't exist. Like they never happened. Bad. I'm hoping yeah. the next one is either a surprise gem, like oh that was that was pretty good, or is total trash. What's next? I have a feeling it might be another boring one, but. Just the next up, one bro. is Nickelback so, well, Feed the Machine. Oh, fuck I think we should just me. do Nickelback Feed the Machine. Is that, what, is that what's yeah. next? That's Hell what yeah. I just said, do it. Sam. I thought you meant the one after the next one. Like I thought you were like, oh, we have to get through whatever nope. it is this week, but then we get to oh, do Nickelback. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the next one. Nickelback Feed the Machine. I have a prediction. I think oh, this God. one isn't going to be you, as okay, bad as we think. You've listened to this album. Uh, let me look at the album cover. Hang on, I'm gonna make sure. I there's a decent you chance I have listened to the entire Nickelback discography because you hate yourself. Uh, true, I did. Recently. I did it when um oh, D- Dakota, he went through. He listened to the through the discography of some Papa Roach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roach. He did Papa yeah, Roach, yep. and then I was like, hey, "Fuck, I'm gonna do Nickelback." Did you? Do I it? did. I don't remember you ever really checking in about it. Um, I mean, it'll be, I'll save it for next week. Or uh, uh, next podcast. Uh, yeah, I did. Li- yep, I listened to Feed the Machine. Uh-huh. I did. I had to see the album cover to make, you know, that's how I remember. <laughs> but I'll, I'll listen to it again. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, in summary, none of us liked this album. Yeah, it was bad. You know, we're, we're all for the redemption stories here. Yeah. We want to see creative integrity preserved or at least examined. <laughs> Uh, and this album is more of the same in the worst way possible where it's, it, there's zero self-awareness. It's got some of the most cringy lyrics I've heard in a very long time. It's I almost, I, I, I feel like I need to re-listen to it. Cause like none of the lyrics really stood out to me. There's one that was like, it's like, I'm going to knock really you the fuck need out. To kill the snake or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Get the it's fuck like, back. Oh, knock. you talking shit. Oh, going to beat you yeah. up, bitch. It's like, dude, was you're like 44. There, there was. 54. 
really? think like ha- more than half that album is is that yeah is it's the, bad. him just saying i'm gonna we're gonna kick the shit out of you like the fifth what is it the 15 you seconds of fame shit, or whatever get hit. yeah <laughs> it was bad. it's yeah it's pretty bad it's pretty bad. It was like the music equivalent of like that. Make you famous. That's yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. That it was song like is like so um. Terrible. It's like the 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 stereotype in like a movie or TV show or something of like everybody shows up to their like twenty year high school reunion and there's like that one kid who just never moved on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's like that. It's just yeah. sad. Yep, for sure. I'd say that's all I got for saliva. That's what we got for. Uh crust in the wind um you said you had one more quick. thing you want to hit yeah i wanted to do a video game talk real quick i don't think we have to make it even real quick i mean at this point like they've list, they've had an hour of covid and like whatever like yeah i think we i, mean, I think if we I'm, if we want to do some video game talk that's i i stand by the fact that we are three guys who play video games and that is one of the anchors of the podcast that is <laughs> like, that is our like true like, most core central like, interest that, that is, is our bond us. Yeah, like I get that maybe I get that maybe it's not the like maybe we just need to improve the way we talk about it, but it'd be very hard for us to do a podcast for forever well, if we don't talk about so, one of the main hobbies we share. That's interesting because I think this next game is interesting enough for people that aren't super into video games to at least be like, "Oh, that sounds kind of neat." So basically, um, Psychonauts Two is coming out later this month. This is a game by Double Fine Studios. Uh, a guy named Tim Schafer made it. If you played games way back, like LucasArts games, like uh, Monkey Island yeah. or Full Throttle or Grim Fandango, he made a fantastic game called Brutal Legend. Oh that yeah, never yes, got everybody likes yeah, Tim. Brutal Schaefer. Legend um, is dank. Yeah, the Tim Schafer. I would buy a remaster of of Brutal Legend right now. Like I yeah. really liked that game. There's a there's a good PC port. They reworked it a lot, and it's it's really good. Um. Yeah, it's a really a shame. Like they also got fucked by their um publisher on that one really hard. Uh yeah, basically the, the, Tim Schafer's an excellent excellent comedic mind, very funny writer, but he also has he's has this uncanny ability to inject like a, a hurtful amount of heart into like any project he does. Like even if you yeah, think that, it's like the dumbest very premise well to possible. Legend actually. Yeah, like it's the stupidest premise, but like it, it's all like Pixar levels of like, oh, this actually makes me feel things. Like I'm remembering now, like at the end of Brutal Legend, where you save the day, but you're the roadie or or the yeah, you're the, the roadie. Stage. And yep. so at the end, you help the you help the whatever promised hero save the day, and he didn't really do anything. But you're like, ah, you never know when a good roadie did the work, and then you just walk <laughs> off. I remember, yeah, I remember Brutal Legend was dope as hell. Anyway, yeah, on, for sure. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Psychonauts 2. This is a game ten years in the making, basically. Um, the original game came out on Xbox, the original Xbox, way back in the day. I remember the X Play review. <laughs> Anybody watched X Play? Uh, I loved X Play. It's coming back, man. Adam, Adam. Oh uh, yeah, he's got his he's got I, a YouTube like, channel. I, I, I watch him a lot. Don't Adam Sessler. Care? <laughs> like, there's nothing that can make me care about going back to watch X Play at this point. In the yeah, internet. it was a product of its time for sure. Me, I, I guess think. I really liked Adam Sessler. And I, like I would probably go. I would check it out. Just when it comes, you know, I'd I go look it at it. Sheer nostalgia. Yeah, look but it wouldn't. I don't, I don't think it would, think it would make the regular for, rotation. The poor guy definitely aged tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely like he he. I'm he giving this one out. a four out of five. 
Yeah, I really liked delivery. X-Play, and I really liked Adam Sessler, and I really liked Morgan Webb. Well, and that, screw you guys for not being excited about a revival, so look, whatever. I, I Go on will, about Psychonauts. You brought uh-huh. it up, and I was excited to talk about it, okay. and you just shit all over it. Well, I, I'm, gonna, I'm throwing you a bone here. That TV network was like the one thing that fueled my early love of video games, right? It was the only place where you could like watch content regarding video games anywhere. Like the, YouTube wasn't a huge thing yet at that point. You know, you had like Tech TV, and then it eventually became G4. I liked it better when it was Tech TV, to be honest. Yeah, it was way uh, better when it was Tech TV. But uh, yeah, so it's like that era of game, basically. It's like 2002, three, I think it came out. Um, I remember renting it when I was that age, right, and not really getting it or like understanding. Like playing it and then being like, oh, okay, this is a somewhat fun 3D platformer. I started a playthrough today. And that game is so good, actually. Psychonauts 1. And I'll tell you why. A good, I haven't played it for forever, but go ahead. It's clever. It's disguised as just a 3D platformer from that era, right? Like you just look at it and you're like, oh, that looks okay. There's like a hundred of these that came out during that time. But the whole premise of it is you're a surprise psychonaut. So you're like a psychic kid at a summer camp is basically how it works. And you train your psychic abilities, eventually you start like delving into minds and psyches and stuff. And that's where it gets super interesting. So there's many characters that you actually get the opportunity to go into their, their actual psyche during the game mm-hmm. and investigate. And boy, there's some really, there's some dark stuff for sure. I remember, um, I think it was like the anniversary of the game coming like 10, 50, whatever, however many years. Uh, There was a Reddit post that I saw about one of the levels where you go in a dude's head and it's like, um, it's like the paranoid guy and there's like government agents and shit everywhere. Yes. Yeah. That is the most famous by far and it's with good reason whatever that level's called it's called the milkman yeah conspiracy. it's fucking wacky dude damn that game was weird yeah it's it, it's awesome okay so yeah eventually you start actually jumping into like mentally ill people's minds and not only do you get to see how they think about things now which is informed by how you're playing the game but also how they arrived at that point as you kind of discover these unlockables in these different worlds so basically Every level is somebody else's brain. You can kind of think about it that way. So the milkman conspiracy, which is by far, this is going to be the sales pitch. You're basically going into a paranoid schizophrenic's mind. Uh, So the lead up is you're trying to save somebody. And the only lead you have is in this guy's brain somewhere. And you have to figure out what the hell this guy's actually talking about to get to the place you need to be to rescue this person. So you go into this paranoid guy's brain and it's, it's a 1950s-esque cul-de-sac, but if you imagine it's like went through a, a, a pasta maker. It's also like, it's a, like, like it's also like a cloud world. They're like, in, you're yeah. like in the sky, but like yes. also like, it's like funhouse mirror, like things, there's like no gravity. There's just like things. <laughs> Objects placed. Yeah, it's all twisted. Ran- yeah, yeah. Twisted is a good word. It's, it's like tort or not tortellini. It's like uh, 
rotini pasta yeah, yeah, is yeah. basically like the layout of it. It like is this twisting road. And it's the interesting thing is when you're in the brain, you just you're experiencing what that person's thinking, right? That's like the whole premise. So like for this paranoid guy, it's like it's the, the classic black helicopter conspiracy theorist guy, like everybody's out looking and out to get me type thing. So the big gameplay thing in that level is there's a bunch of these cloak and dagger, presumably like government like agents or something. Yeah. yeah, around the level, and they're all carrying different objects. Like one group will have a stop sign, and they're the road crew, air quotes. And so, to in order to blend in with them, you have to have that object. But you also get this skill called clairvoyance at the same time, where you can peer through somebody's eyes to see how they perceive you. So when you don't have a stop sign and you go to the road crew and then you look through their eyes, they just see you as this weird blob that they don't understand what it is. As soon as you have the stop sign, they just see you as one of the road crew guys. <laughs> and then it's like that for the whole level. And it, you're just, you're trying to make sense of what this crazy paranoid guy is. And it's all regarding this milkman. And basically the level you work your way through all these different scenarios and in order to get the information that you need, you basically cause this guy to have a psychotic break where he goes completely insane. Like, you're, you're the pushing point as you're playing through the level just because you need to progress, but this guy actually goes legitimately fully, full tilt insane. He goes from paranoid, weird psycho freak to actually insane person. I can't believe... And that's just you, like one Tom, you got level. the bad ending. You fucked it up. Is there two endings? No, I'm, I'm messing around. Well, okay. I was going to say, like, <laughs> so that's another interesting thing. I mean, right? actually, you know what? I don't know. Maybe there are, but I made it up. If I'm right, it's by accident. I think <laughs> to a certain degree there is because you'll go into someone's brain and they'll have, basically you have to work through their perception of themselves first. And like, for example, the first guy you meet, he's like this drill sergeant type character. And you go through his like his his created internal memories of himself are like, oh, I'm this tough macho guy that's been in a thousand wars and I've been like killing tons of people. I'm like hardcore to the bone. And the dirt, the further you delve into it and you get to like the core of actually what's going on, it turns out he never was in the military, even though he said he was. He got turned down for being too short. <laughs> And it's like that. And it, there's like some really hardcore stuff. Like one, there's this this whole plot point or this superstar actress uh, basically turns bipolar and you're playing through her brain where you can flip between emotions in this whole play set in her brain. And uh, the further you go, you, you find out that her mother really pushed her to this like super tyrannical school where they train you to be a good actress and then she eventually achieved superstardom and it made her mother so depressed that she killed herself and that's what caused her bipolar disorder so you're working through all of this stuff in each of these people's brains to help them it's like a very especially for the time this is like 2003 this is like some super interesting story gameplay mechanics that are mm -hmm. at work here so all this to say I just checked. It's $10 on Steam. It runs fine. I'd recommend just having like an Xbox controller or something to play with. But it is well worth your time. 
it's super, super fascinating. There's not a game that even is remotely like it. I've never played a game that's this, where it's on its face such a simple platformer, but as you dive deeper, it's just this fascinating study of mental illness and stuff. It's really, really interesting. And it's hilarious, because Tim Schafer wrote it. And actually, you know who else wrote it? Who? Eric Wolpaw from Portal 2. Oh, yeah! I've totally forgot and about that. They got they got him back for Psychonauts 2, so he helped write the next game. That's awesome. So, I have the utmost confidence that the next game is going to be fantastic. I'm super excited, especially replaying now Psychonauts 1. But I would tremendously to anyone... Like, if this is like one of those moments where it's like... There's a lot of video games that you wouldn't really consider art-worthy, you know? Like Call of Duty. Yeah, sure. Like... That's like a multiplayer experience. It's fun. But this is like a fascinating psyche study wrapped in a 3D platformer. That's also hilarious. So, uh, Seven Thumbs Way Up. Check it out. If you haven't played it recently, replay it again. If you haven't played it at all, play it. Basically my recommendation. So, just want to talk a little bit about the Psychonauts. Sounds really cool. I, uh... Uh, it's just even I can't play every game, and I never <laughs> I never played Psychonauts, oh, yeah, but I've heard about sure. it. It's pretty famous. Um, uh, you make it sound really interesting. I uh, wish that I could say I could play it. I mean, right now I have a backlog. Let me see. I I bought Zelda Breath of the Wild because I wanted to give that one a chance. Oh and yeah. I haven't, even, I haven't even turned it on yet. <laughs> I've been playing that too recently. Oh yeah. I uh, I will tell you. I I turned it on and I just uh. What I, well, no, I mean, I haven't turned it on yet since I bought it again, but I mean, I bought it when it first came out, and I never really gave it a chance. But I do remember that that one makes you feel like you're on an adventure pretty quick. Like, you walk out, and you see the whole world. That's as close to Dark Souls as a Zelda game has ever come. Oh, yeah. If that helps you. Yeah. Like, I, no, you I'm, can wander into areas where they'll just fuck you up. And you have no, to, to be, be like... Clear, I'm excited to play. I have no hate for it. I'm, I'm excited. I just have not had time. It's, it's been a real rough... When I do have time, I've been playing our, our beloved Monster, Monster Train. <laughs> yeah. Um, Makes sense. It's a tight little confined game, right? Like, Breath of the Wild is like an experience. Like a many, many hour experience. But, yeah. Uh, Breath of the Wild, excellent. I'm playing it again, too, because we were talking about it. I remember... It. I'm actually... The weapon breaking is annoying me less this playthrough. Because they dump weapons on you. There's like, you, you can't walk two feet without stumbling on some I really, weapon. I really need to actually play it. I need to actually turn it on and play it. And, and it's, I'm looking over, I'm down in my little, I, I hate the word man cave, but that's what I record in, and that's where my video games are. I'm, I'm looking over at my man cave, and I see I have it by the TV, because it's basically there to remind me to play it. <laughs> and, uh, I, should, I should start it up tonight. Here's, yeah, so it's, it's one of those unfortunate things, like, many books where people are like, well, it gets good after the first 15 chapters. There will be a point after like the intro area. And when you wander around a little bit where things will start to click, I think this is how it was for me. So I, I guess I don't know for you specifically, but there's a moment where you're like, this is like a completely open-ended adventure and you can explore in any way you want. And there's many mechanics that only aid in your exploration of an area. And it's a very, liberating especially for a zelda game where it's like 
go here, go to this dungeon, kill this guy, then get this item, come back to the, you know. Yeah. It's nothing like that anymore. And I'm 100% for it, and I've been a huge Zelda fan forever. Played all, probably almost every Zelda game there is at this point. I have never finished a Zelda game. I think we've talked about that in a previous episode. I think so, um, yeah. Skyward Sword came out, and I had no interest in that. Oh, the and, HD uh, remake? Or the re-release? There's a, there's a Pizza Hut on my way home from work that has a big Zelda, the Triforce on it, and I see it every day. And so I was just like, there's no games coming out literally this month or next month. I was like, uh, I, should, I should finally give Breath of the Wild a fair shake. And uh, hopefully I get to do that. I should really make a point of doing that. If not tonight, then soon. Yeah, give it a whirl. Whenever you get a chance. Whatever. Maybe this you is why people don't like it. video game segments. It's literally just a, a middle-aged dude almost going, hey, I should play that game if I get a chance. <laughs> I wouldn't want li- to listen to that either. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that all the time. We talked about Monster Train. Come on. <laughs> Holy crap, we're at like an hour and 40 minutes, boys. Yeah, it's time to wrap call it, it? o'clock. Well, you I know what time so. it is. You can overlay that, time it, okay? Make it perfect. Because I was in time, I know it. I might, I might not I actually. Learned, I learned that in Corey's mind, the only thing Hitler did wrong was he didn't play enough movies for the Jews. True. <laughs> I learned that if you take a can of Monster Energy drink, crack it open, and pour it into your ear, the sound you will hear is saliva. I learned that Sam is continuing his long-honored tradition of stealing my ideas by trading in his car for another one. (laughs) Guilty. Got me. (laughs) There you go. You got me. As always, tell a friend if you enjoyed this. It really helps us out. We're like... We're going to give you a peek behind the curtain right now. We got about 14 downloads an episode now. Mm-hmm. We used to be at like 50. Yeah, we got to ramp back up. We got to earn it. Yeah. So get out there. Start pounding the pavement. Proselytizing the word of the talk True. shop. Also, send us your feedback. Send us what the hell you want to hear. Like, people complain enough, but we don't get any ideas. Tell us what you want to listen to. What do you I haven't wa- heard anything about Crest in the Wind. Yeah, I like it. I, I like it. I think it's like a good either. bit. <laughs> I think it is too. I like it. I'm enjoying it. But I'm part of the show, so who fucking knows? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening and you hate that bit, just tell us. Just Yeah, go on Facebook, go on the whatever podcast thing, send us an email, whatever. Engage Find me in us. real life. We, uh, write down what you think on a yeah. brick and throw it through my window. Whatever you want to do. Just do it. <laughs> whatever you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, we just we we uh we want to entertain you. We, we, we've been doing this a long time. I think that we're pretty good at it, but it's very difficult to create content with, with no idea of what your yeah. audience wants we're in to a, hear. We're in a vacuum here. <laughs> we, this is all this not, is not to say we don't appreciate your support. So thank you please, for your continued yeah, if you're listen If you're listening right now, thank you so much. Like for real. Like, yeah. Massive props. Massive appreciation. Send us your ideas. What you want to hear about. We will... Uh, I mean, at this point, we'll just do it. Like, who the fuck is? <laughs> like we, we have no scruples. True. Moral or otherwise. Uh, <laughs> it's true. If you want to listen to an audio podcast where we're all just not wearing pants, we can do that. We're supposed to be wearing pants? True. Oh. Oh. Uh, all right. Well, anyway. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll yep. see you in two weeks. Bye. Take care, everybody. Bye. See ya.